Hello, folks, and welcome to The Farm, a podcast dedicated to culture, parapolitics, and high weirdness in all its many forms. This is your host, Recluse, a.k.a. Stephen Snyder, the longtime curator of the Visit blog and author of Special Relationship, Trump, Epstein, and the Secret History of the Anglo-American Establishment. If you like what you hear here today, be sure to check me out at visapew.blogspot.com and procure a copy of that book and my other works at the Farm's official store, which is at thefarmpodcast.store. That is thefarmpodcast, all one word, dot store. And please consider signing up for the Farm's Patreon. You get two additional full-length shows per month. That's between three and four hours of bonus material with exclusive guests and content. All right, guys, today's guest is making his maiden appearance on the farm. I encountered him at the 2012 Astronautics Conference where he was a presenter. I was impressed, especially after we partied. So here he is. He is the curator of the website Occult Fan and the host of the Six of Swords podcast and also the creative force behind Nathan Lee and his deep state Folks, I give you guys Nathan Lee Miller Foster, a.k.a. a Colt fan. Thank you so much for dropping by today, sir. And I know I've loved the band name. Uh, no, it's a uh, rock star is my creative title, I guess. And Nathan Lee and his deep state is uh, eventually what everyone will um, wake up every morning to. Why not? Let's set some <laughs> kind of intention. Let's set some kind of that was amazing. I love your voice on that. Um, thank you, Stephen. Uh, what do I do? Uh, oh. Yeah, I'm a cult fan. I am fresh back from Mexico. Uh, I met this really cool um, spazitarius uh, individual at a uh, cocktail mixer the night after the first conversation. Uh, what was it? Uh, the night, uh, the night's talks, and holy, that was beautiful. But one of my favorite moments was uh, late at night after the mixer when it was just like the wee hours, and there was three dudes hanging out, and that was a. Uh, you and me and Knowles, and it was a really fun time. And that was one of my favorite moments in the whole thing, which is why I bring it up. But yeah, um, I'm interested in uh, the most accurate, useful, spiritual, uh, hidden information, uh, which is useful and practicable for our world so that we can, you know, work together in, you know, I mean, all of us eventually in this very connected world, it's going to be hard to hide your bullshit. And I think that we should just try to come from a place that like, you know, enough transparency and, and live in a way that like uh, acknowledges your need for spiritual transformation because like your other I mean like you can do what you want to do but my overall thing is like it's like it seems like the lives that we lead like it's a waste to not use it to uh, evolve in that's basically the, the long and short of why I am so enamored with the um, the meaning that I find hidden at this level of the evolution of the holy gift which has many uh, markers throughout the world we'll get into that but yeah man it was really chill to meet you down in Mexico we had a great time. Thank you very much to Miguel, Connor, and Ivan for putting that on. They did a wonderful job, and everyone uh, should uh, look out, uh, giving uh, some a little bit of money towards Miguel and uh, getting a link to see those Astronosis conferences, along with uh, signing up for Stephen's Patreon. And if you like my podcast, too, since we're doing the value for value on the Six of Swords, which is my show, you can go over to occultfan.com, as mentioned, and uh, hit the uh, donate button. We take all sorts of donations. Uh, you can do one-offs. Uh, people do one-one uh, ones for that. People like to do uh, 66s and 77s, 77s. Things like that are nice. Uh, you can do a recurring subscription of 33, 33s or uh, 12, 12s, 11, 11s, 7, 7, 7s. Whatever works for you, uh, it's all value for value. So, all right, Stephen, I think that's a good uh, intro. Back to you. 
No, man, it was great, man. Usually most people just say, hey, or something like that. I, I love that you want to like elaborate on your uh, self. No, no, that's great, man. It's perfect. And yeah, no, that was uh, certainly. Did I, did I fuck it up? Hold on. No, no, that was great. I'm not, I wasn't. Hey, hold on. Being re, I know it's kind of hard to tell sometimes. I, no, I wasn't yeah. being facetious. Um, <laughs> no, 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 it's good. It's, and yeah, no, yeah, yeah. no it, yeah. Was, it was a great time with Knowles, too. Yeah, I definitely. Dude, it was. I definitely appreciated that time we got to hang out with Chris and uh, obviously, you know, big shout out to uh, Christopher Knowles as well. It was uh, fabulous. Lori Knowles uh, is a living legend. Thank yes, you. He's, down a, there he's a sweet, you know, he's a wonderful speaker. And uh, Gordon White as well. It was also a pleasure uh, speaking to Gordon in person. So, there were so many great people there. Yeah, it was uh, fantastic. Okay, kids, this is going to be a fun show. Nominally, our topic is the classic 2001 Tool album, Lateralis, but we are going to use that as a launching point to approach a host of other subject, subjects. Saturn and his gates are on the docket along with the Fibonacci sequence, different concepts of time, artificial intelligence and extended intelligence, the transformation of art and the workings of the muses. I promise this is going to be a long, strange trip, kids, if you haven't already gotten that idea after the introduction. So let us dig in. All right, Nathan Lee, to start off with, tell us a bit about your ecastic shamanism before we get into tool proper. So in the morning is a uh, very uh, important time in my life when I was younger, like before the um, 2001, like um, I was like, you know, infiltrated by like all sorts of music, a lot of good, a lot of bad. The tool for me represented something that felt like it was my music. The first time I listened to it, like, you know what I mean? Like it was like, and I was like, I get this, this gets, this gets, this gets me. And it was um, for me, most likely I was exposed to it heavily when it was the anima phase, when I was like around 11. So I was really like, a song made me rock. Like I just I put the rock in a rock and roll. I love that song. Wait, roll? Maybe. And like, um, eventually I would get the, uh, my first piece of vinyl I would get was the opiate uh, EP, that in the dark side of the moon, uh, first EP and first LP, um, like at the same time, uh, the dark side of the moon, my ex-girlfriend's dad like came down the steps in the basement and like as I was walking up the steps, it's like totally symbolic. And he was like, he handed me dark side of the moon on vinyl. He was like, you'll here, you'll probably use this better than I will. So that's, uh, that's uh, music stuff to get us started and uh, like a lot of things in my life just kind of happened. Like a weirdo guy at the same time, like stopped in front of my house and like opened up his trunk and like gave me a bong essentially. Right. Not like, so weird things happening. Um, shamanism is like a word that I mean, like it befits certain cultures and times and, you know, you can use it now if you want to. David DeAngelis, who worked with, I think I'm saying David, David, uh, who worked with David Bowie. Like he uses the word shaman as a kind of um, meaning for like a, a medicine man through art and healing and the spirit. I mean, like it really is connected to pretty much what like we would think of in like another culture where it was being done or even in like Siberian or Brazilian or you know, Asian or uh, like, you know, Icelandic. It's, it just doesn't really matter. The, it's the function of the magician or the um, healer the, uh, the traveling doctor, so to speak, in a TARDIS of a uh, St. John's Lodge, you know, double cube, uh, hidden invisible college doctor physician uh, to uh, heal people using art and different sciences and mathematics and the, uh, you know, what you might call the trivium and the quadrivium, which form the um, septivium, as I've dubbed it, 
and uh, you draw. We all, when we were little kids, remember drawing a house. Remember the seven points or whatever it is. It's the triangle house with top, a triangle roof, and the you know we all drew that, right? The little square for the bottom. You drew that, right, on paper? Yeah, I think so. Where you're like, so like learning about the different dimensions and stuff like that. Even just like we doodle, we would draw houses. Like almost everyone who has yeah, a pencil, yeah, 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 yeah. that's a it's one of those things with faces and recognition. It's one of those primal circuitries. And I'm putting this to the um to the memory of a mnemonic. If you imagine that little house thing, just like a little line between the triangle and the rectangle as like a little divider space, as if the uh, triangle and the square both had little circles on the triangular edges and they kind of floated above one another between the triangle and the square on that house. Just no matter how you need, you got this right around where that line is, you would have the words, know thyself etched in there, maybe with EAO or some other thing that's culturally relevant to whoever's, you know, enjoying this piece of art. And the ideas that into it are the seven liberal arts, uh, the three for the trivium at the top of the roof and the four um, for the foundation, which is kind of like, almost backwards for their functions, but it's, it's a nice design <laughs> and you can teach that. But the person who's able to use and wield the quadrivium and the trivium in their lives is able to deconstruct most things or to understand most things in this world and to have, uh, despite like, you know, you know, Charles Saunders purse type of like emanations of truth, like you know, emanations of being present, like levels of truth and absolute uh, truths to a degree uh, as well are found through this. So uh, it's primary knowledge. And it's something that I think a medicine man of our age would be teaching along with permaculture, spagyrics, uh, proper prayer, uh, mantra, uh, shaking off bad vibes, being a good community leader or a good member of the community. Uh, again, permaculture is very important to that. Uh, being somebody who's, uh, you know, I mean, a member of uh, that level of education of the society, I would say, is somewhere near a shaman at least. And I mean, of course, you have to do the otherworldly work. I mean, like all of the stuff. And it, it's like there are different forces that will ally with you. You'll make friends with different spirits. You'll make friends with different forces from across history, so called, because times of times like a, it's like a lemniscate. Like time travel might be moving the punctuation point of the infinity or something like that but whatever that's just a fun little speculation as i'm rambling here the point is is that um you asked about shamanism i've had like a lot of things where like when i i had a white tool shirt that i was given and there was this purity aspect of it and i wore it and then i drank so much that i died body completely and i vomited up and i sliced the tool shirt off of me and pulled it off and put me into a you know medical vehicle ambulance with a star of life on it and took me to the place and I'm all tied up with tubes and got a catheter and all the nastiness going on and I wake up after I've been brought back and I attack everything around me because <laughs> I don't know why I'm being tied down to a bed but yes I'm I'm coded out dead I finally wake up after coming back and being pumped full of all the things and being dispumped from all the other things. And I uh, come to, and I'm swinging left and right, trying to attack, because I don't know who's around me. I really don't know who's around me. And so it's just like a real panicked, chaotic moment in front of, I'm some dude. And then I'm, just, this ended up being for months, but like I ended up uh, spending some time in a wonderful institution uh, where, you know, they put people who they have substances or other spiritual or mental, they call it mental, failingly, uh, where they abuse you with pills and psychotropics and bad food and 
weird people who rip their teeth out and do swan dives off the table into the ground. True story. And so when you are there and you lose your virginity to this, like it's this whole like death, rebirth, virginity loss, trinity with a tool shirt purity being cut off of you. And then you give the tool tickets for the lateralis concert, which is going to be the album, which is you're going to write the rearrangement of, which is the holy gift into a thing that's hopefully used as a sacred text for Alex and Allison at Cosm with Cosm's best interest, always upward spiraling, useful as anything could be for a tool exhibit. And the idea is that you give these tool tickets away for the lateralis concert to the girl who's you lost your virginity to and she sees the show that you should see but you're still locked up in the freaking prison palace there and it's just all these things tied together and mentioned the uh stonehenge thing with high school before all this right before leading up to all this i would take all of tools extant cds this is not even the talking about the vinyl cds was opiate uh obviously you had undertow anima salival and lateralis so you had like a nice five set of cds and i made this weird stonehenge thing on my my desk right like where my computer is now like there was a stonehenge because we didn't have these kind of computers back when we were in high school <laughs> and so i had a stonehenge of tool albums and i remember like animas you could change i think i liked to keep the one with the eye in the center of it so yeah, that was really, uh, that was something that all I felt like now upon retrospect, you can see several puzzle pieces and you can see that like, you know, looking at the magician's worldview, you have Nathan as the gift and Lee as the eel electric Elohim, the uh, el elect, electricity. So the eel, 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 eel. So you have electric, holy fire, electricity and Nathan gift. So holy gift is my name. And I'm here to write this into a book. I'm just like putting this balls to the wall. Like I've, I've always felt very like humble about like, like who are you to, you know, but I mean, like if you really believe in something enough and care enough about it and want to see it be manifest in the world. So um, yeah, I would, I would say that there's a hidden order to an album and uh, at the stage it was developed, like we had Phil Real put it together, who was the first one to really discover that. I want to give credit to him. Uh, we have another guy out there in France who's putting together a documentary called The Holy Gift. So you can see there's different instances of this like manifesting through people. I, I, I'm a funder of the man's film. I support anyone in these kind of um, like manifestations, making this like, so for my part, I'm writing up this codex or I don't know, I'm just making this up as I'm going along. I'm just Pisces rising, just going five degrees right. I'm just going with it. So I believe it to be somewhat, because like you asked about shamanism, I'm tying this together at how this all started. And like, I'm like going to cannabis college and I'm coming back and I'm talking to a friend who I'm smoking with, but like, I believe that, and this is, this is getting to the meat of what the, is, would be in this codex. And it brings us back to the trivium because the first uh, two songs are actually something that we put together into one. It's almost like in the Fibonacci, you have zero, like a precursor, like the song that ended the other album, which would be disposition, but I'm getting ahead of myself or behind. But when you start a parable in parabola, you have trivium, parable, parabola, one, two, three, four, parable is homonym, using a linguistic device of a homonym. You have a parable, which is a story or like um, a midrash or some kind of instructive story. It's just, you know, it's like a hero's journey thing because that's what this is really a lot of this is about in a way, alchemy through the hero's journey in a sense and self-perfecting of the soul, which is uh, hello, any of my, my, my fellow strong Scorpio out there, you know what we're talking about, okay? And so, and I have Pluto at zero degrees Scorpio. So like, this is one of the reasons I came here equipped to do this because this is like intensity upon intensity upon intensity. 
And um, let's get to the point, though, of the midrashes or the trivium and the quadrivium, because that's what the first two songs end up representing. And it's also part of that Fibonacci where it's like zero, one, one, two. So you have zero, one, one, like two first songs, zero, one, one. Because like we were talking last night, and we're like, yeah, there is some kind of hanky stuff with that. And I'm like, holy shit, wait till I tell Stephen that I figured out some way to look. <laughs> like, I'm like, huh, I think I figured it out. So there's something brewing there. The two, of course, is next. And the zero, one, one, two, three, four, five, eight, you got 13, up to 13, which 13 is a Fibonacci, which is the amount of songs that are on the album ultimately, which are forming this intricate web of some kind of pattern that ultimately I'll put out there. I'll, I'm calling it like the Fibonacci. I'm calling it the uh, the, la the holy gift pattern. Uh, basically, it's like simply whatever the you know switching of the, the songs are. But to circle circle really back around to the way that I discovered this, I was explaining this to a girl. I said, you know, and I had like the list of the songs reordered on the screen. I was just like making this up as I go along. Like I, I, I cannot emphasize that enough about the Pisces rising. I'm, it's not. It's it's a gift as long as you're pointing in the right direction. And Libra, Leo, yes. So equinox and uh, <laughs> eclipse. So the point is, is that I was pointing up at the screen. I said, so parable. Yeah, that's a trivium. Like I'm like I'm shrugging my shoulders. Like duh. Like yeah, of course that's what this is. And so that I was moving forward, saying that's uh you know the parabola becoming the mathematical device, parabola having the quadrivium, adding the uh the a to it. Um, yeah, the uh, schism is the third track now, the Grammy award winning schism, which was I believe the fifth track on Lateralis, which I cannot emphasize enough are entirely different albums. And um, I don't know if you got a chance to listen to it. The new one, you mean? The, uh, the Holy Gift reordering. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I checked that out it. last night. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, definitely like the way it flowed. Did you like the artwork too? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that was great, man. So that's the official, like, that's 432 hertz too, no no less. Like, that's like, you know, what, what else can we add to them? So to get back into it, just, you know, Schism won the Grammy, and that's the reordering. But basically, I'm just explaining to her, like, the story ordering, because I'm getting into the tarot at the same time period. So I'm looking at symbols and you know, ordering of symbols and, like, nonlinear storytelling and things like that. And, like, storytelling is a big part of this. Uh, it's a big part of everything, as you know. And so, like, I was just making this stuff up, and by the end of it, I had like made up the ordering to like this meaning of what the holy gift meant that this I was just like and so I've been like working with this for like years of like I would I cannot tell you how much like I listen to this like you talk about shaman and devotions and rituals and rites I created a ritual where I listen to this album at least once a day for over was it a year I'm not kidding I think an entire year went by that I listened to it every day I am viewed. Sorry, that's insane, man. That's impressive. Well, a little bit of column A, a little bit of column B. I'm sure. Um, and again, and man. I mean, I probably did listen to some of those Pink Floyd albums. I mean, almost every day for a year or two when I was in high school. So I guess I can't right. too much there. Yep. See, no people. People step back and they're like, "Oh, he was just devoted." There's a difference. Like the behavior will ensue. We we are music. We are devourers of music um and i just made sure that i and that after that was when i was telling you about todd Rundgren the other night when i listened to him i listened to him for six months in a row after i listened to the holy gift so like half time i think i might have done 13 months now that i think about it and then definitely six months of Rundgren every day utopia 1974 with a, the i in the center of it and all that jazz uh, but the point is, is that I was making up this thing as I went along and it felt like divinely inspired. And 
you know, what we had in Mexico and you were there, uh, which, uh, you know, you were there at the, 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 the rocks in the water with Ivan and Miguel. Yeah. 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 <laughs> at the pyramids, whatever you, yeah. So what we won't talk about, but you know, that like, I have a connection to spirit world. Yeah. You've seen it like firsthand. Yeah. Yeah. And so like, this is how I, this is why it's like, I'm born with a zero degree sun on the Libra equinox. I'm, and that's when I gave my talk was on the six, you know, the 180 degree when the sun was lighting up my sun. And then um, my moon's on the 28 degree Leo point, which is where the great American eclipse occurred, which is on the cover of Mogwai's Every Country's Sun, which was released at the same time period. The point is, is that these weird, strong, fateful stars from my rising Uranus, Chiron and moon, those are the four royal stars on the chart, all active in my chart. And so like this weird syzygy of energies come together to like hopefully achieve an event in this lifetime. And it's not about me. This body will rot. I know that we are eternal. I'm trying to achieve a thing here and make the soul more perfect in doing so. It's a big deal to the soul. So um, yeah, I'll, I'll pause the rant there. All right, so uh, do you want to get into uh, Final Fantasy and the occult fan monikering right now? Wow, we are going to be in for a long show tonight, aren't we? So it would seem. Yes, sir. Are you having fun? Yes, 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 yes. Uh, as long as this is good, I will. Uh, yeah, I don't know why I was just because we're all weirdos here. I was like, I'm going to I will fuck to the cows. Home. I don't know what it means, but I'm just going to have fun and let people have fun, too, because you should have fun with your life, please. Um, so fuck to the cows come home <laughs> fucking for the win it's like my adam hart mother album instantly just starts shuttling off the record shelf and running away <laughs> no <laughs> um i don't have that actually on vinyl yet so anyone who's so one thing i'll add is one of the nice things about vinyl for vinyl for vinyl wow i just made up vinyl for vinyl um that's it's trading thing but um long story short someone if you make that i'll take a little chunk of the credit and Hook it up. So the point, <laughs> so the point is, is that um, the um, the vinyl, uh, fuck, where was I going with the vinyl thing? Um, vinyl for like a payment on a podcast as a mechanism for value for value. There's certain barter items that I accept for Six of Swords and like pristine ass, nice, rare ass vinyl. I, I will credit you on the show. And the nice thing on my podcast is that we have a RPG as I mentioned to you for the six of sword uh, wands, the fire one. So there's my show rotates in four different modulations of a type of show. One's a one-on-one -on -one guest like we're doing now. That's the swords, the waters, uh, the cups, the round table, pleasurable round table, the swords and the cups. And then we have the discs, which comes after the fire. The fire is my live role-playing game where the money you donate to the show goes into a bank account that you can spend for swords and potions and you know all the stuff. And uh, you kill Zeta Reticuli dragons while you're at it for glory. And then you also get um, a, uh, you know, once you donate enough to the show, we're, we're going to have stuff like no agenda night rings. As I wield my night ring to the camera that no one can see, but there it is, as uh, Stephen can see. And so the long story short is that then the six of discs is a one, uh, just me doing what I'm doing basically right now, ranting. But um, so to bring it back around, um, yeah the uh vinyl is just super chill on that and uh yeah thank you by the way for getting me uh thank you thank you to barsky and then to you but thank you to you mainly because it was you for me and him for you but 
uh, for getting me in the spoon. Uh, I just have a whole bunch now that I'm going to listen to. I'm very excited for, but uh, yeah, I don't know. Um, kind of, uh, kind of feeling like one of, one of the things about the 666 has to do with the ring. So let's do that. Uh, the occult fan, uh, kind of like weird, like, you know, 23 Syrian mystery, hidden handy type. Like, I mean, there's, there's people will eventually understand, like, there's definitely some very cool. And I think I might have been the one who put these here. I think I may have put these clues here for myself. Someone did. I choose to feel self-empowered about it is my option. <laughs> but uh, my birth is in a Disney movie on the side of a car from 1971, 13 years before I was born. There's a 13 again. Uh, then there's like this whole thing about um, my occult fan moniker coming from Final Fantasy VIII, which is where you get uh, the... Um, Solomon's ring. Solomon obviously is a builder. He's got some kind of different, you know, uh, obviously Freemasonic. Solomon's temple is a not far stretch, and a ringer is a band of brothers. So uh, my father ends uh, ended up becoming a Mason at 69. Uh, Grandpa was a Mason at 33, and I was a Mason at 33. And uh, that's 666 when you do the Dematria. And in the game, uh, or in the literal occult fan pamphlet, <laughs> in the pamphlet, have you heard of our Lord and Savior Doom Train? Uh, in the occult fan pamphlet, it talks about the 666 items activating a Solomon's ring. So that would indicate three men in the line of 666 activating a fraternity that they are part of that may or may not have Solomon time to it so there's a weird thing about my life in that sense just very directly to how i ended up becoming a cult fan on 666 uh that's when i saw the omen i made myself officially a cult fan and uh that's a nice day to do it isn't it nice gemini date and uh yeah so a bunch of the shamanic stuff with the occult fan uh wanted to mention that or uh, at least make it so it was obvious that there's like a higher intelligence because <laughs> I don't always make the best decisions, but uh, there's definitely a lot of things that are, I would consider White Lodge and other similar um, animistic, even to a degree, permaculture, definite aligned entities and other fairy folk, if you will. There's a lot of connections to these different things and timelines and uh, I think there's a lot of White Lodge forces in what dark journalists would call the Amelius group. I believe that's someone that I work with. Um, I'm still just, you know, getting my own uh, psychic abilities under control and everything like that. So I'm still just a young pup in the order, ultimately, of the hierarchy of everything. Uh, the White Lodge is absolutely the choice that I would encourage anyone listening to this to make. If you're going to be uh, working with the Holy Gift, it's absolutely a White Lodge-inspired uh, piece uh, in, in the way that I'm manipulating it as a tool, manipulare, right, Gemini, uh, using it to heal with the Chirons and stuff like that. So um, have I answered sufficiently? Is that, did that make sense? Was that, did I fail? Is that success? What happened? Yeah, no, I think you got it, man. Right. Did I just get eaten by that robot on fucking ski free? What just happened? I'm no, glad I, you only... I, no, I think you got it, man. I think you got it. I'm um, glad you appreciate what the what the reference. You know what I'm talking about? That little fucking robot, the killer robot that runs down the hill and eats you eventually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I get the reference you're coming from. Never escape that motherfucker. Okay, anyways, all right. No, it's interesting too that you were into Tool and Pink Floyd and kind of your teenage years. Those are like two of my big bands as well, along with like Black Sabbath, uh, BOC, like Radiohead. Uh, yeah. 
So yeah, I didn't do the. I wasn't so into the black oil. Uh, blue. <laughs> Let me say what I was trying to say. Blue oyster cult. Um, I did have a huge fixation with the Aussie. Um, when his greatest hits album came out, I was like, and it had like "Mama, I'm Coming Home" on it. Mm-hmm. Like I was just, I was mowing lawns trying to get a Ford Mustang convertible. It's just oh, that fucking shit was so great. Uh, anyways, yeah, I love, I love uh, some of that music too. Most of that music actually. But yeah, I'm glad I answered the question that we avoided the killer robots, at least for today. Yeah, um, yeah. Well, it's always great when you can avoid the killer robots, no doubt. I know! I wholeheartedly agree. While my heart's still in my chest to beat before they rip it out in their steel claws, those motherfuckers. Um, if a robot fucks its mom, is that like a bad circuit overdrive? Don't ask the question again. All right, so the, the point is, speaking of bad circuit overdrive, I would argue that's what lateralis ultimately represents. Yeah, so we, we do want to stay organic is ultimately the reason that I'm creating the holy gift as a collection of parables, but up up as a way to just kind of like, and there might be a, there might be a, a version that I, I write and then like work better on it like it's it's a kind of thing that you have to get your head around like what's this what is it it's a book but what's the book trying to do and they're you know obviously i would assume, I would assume there's gonna be a picture or two and but the, uh, the point is is that there can be metaphysical diagrams opening up to the chakras and everything basically is contained in this especially when you get to mantra and things like that you could do the a lot of the um cities and stuff like that the s-i-d-d-h-i-s and um this really is an all-encapsulating like a real it's almost like I would say, like you could use the holy gift as a holy book at the chapel of sacred mirrors because this is actually like real spiritual technology. It's the highest, best, useful, most useful truths in these times. And it's from a hidden rock album, which is really freaking cool. I mean, talk about stoner delight. Like when you're stoned, it's like, whoa, what if you could rearrange? That's real. That happened. How the f- fuck is that not the coolest thing ever so there's a lot of exciting things coming and i'm doing my best to uh now that we're taking this seriously here i am with my saturn in scorpio at 13 degrees on you know i'm like all right if we're doing this let's do this let's make it real and uh, i'm glad that we got we get to talk about this because it deserves some more breathing like a nice wine breathing um it's definitely something that i would advocate for uh consciousness it's like a consciousness toolbox or a storybook or like a, well, literally a book. Yeah, go ahead. I'm, 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 I'm pretty sure I've said a lot of good stuff or some, hopefully something hopefully was useful in there. Yeah, absolutely. Ran to cheat. And I mean, it's interesting too, you know, we're going to get into this a little bit later, but I mean, it does seem like in a lot of ways, uh, the album is more timely now than it was when it dropped in 2001. Uh, it's very interesting. But one of the aspects of it, I think, really is uh, Saturn. You know, I think that's something that we've got to unpack here a little bit. So, I mean, upon recent re-listens to the album, I was struck by what a Saturnite work it is. This is, of course, made evident by the opening track, the classic grudge. Saturn comes back around indeed. That's great. Uh, Yeah, he's flashing a uh, Twin Peaks uh, sigil here as I'm doing this, uh, which is fantastic. Saturn and Jupiter, brother. We'll talk all about the. No, now we've added Twin Peaks into it. Now we're, ladies and gentlemen, this is the soundtrack to play at your funeral to keep everyone there for eight extra hours. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's also the whole conjunction, but that's fascinating in its whole. Bro, gotta tell about my EP I released on that. Eventually, we'll get there. Please scribble notes down. A bad robot daycare. Uh, that's dedicated to Adam Curry and John C. Dvorak. In matter of fact, there's two of them 
and one's the American and the other one's the Japanese and one's got acoustic and the other one's got electronic. So it's really, uh, and I released it on the day of the um, Jupiter-Saturn alignment back in uh, Sagittarius and then Capricorn. This album has you have written all over it. It's literally, it's literally written right there. I uh, released almost, yeah, Jupiter 21st and 22nd, I believe. It's uh, like super specific times a day and everything like, yeah, so they're super slow growing, but like they have like the dankness of the Jupiter growing with that eventually. So, yeah, slow, but huge eventually, eventually. All right. So, uh, well, you may differ from me in this with Nathan Lee, but I think a major component of that Aurelius is the concept of ascension and dissension through the gates of Saturn. I recently had the great Mark uh, Adams, Peter Mark Adams, on author of the Gates of Saturn, on to discuss the concept in the Patreon section. So be sure to check that one out as well, because Adams' book, The Gates of Saturn, is brilliant. But anyway, this is at the heart of astral magic. It deals with the soul's ascension and descension through the planetary spheres via the Gates of Saturn. And why Saturn, you may ask? Because Saturn is the demiurge. This association often casts a dark light over everything associated with Saturn. And in fairness, Saturn is a dark god. But this historic demiurge has not always been seen in this light. I think to grasp the spiritual journey tool is talking about the Lateralius, we need to go over the Hellenistic or Platonic concept of demiurge versus the Gnostic one that we are largely familiar with. So take it for us, Nathan Lee. Did you say verses like Hellenized versus Gnostic? Well, I uh, figure speech there, but I mean, it would it would actually make for a rather entertaining WWE match, though. <laughs> uh, like the snake legs going all with the chicken beak, like yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, dude, that would be great. Yeah, you could have one like with like the chicken mouth, and then like a freaking tail or something like that, and then the other one could be more like an Olympian god or something. Like, you know what's so funny is that you're picking up on something that this is a project that I had kind of started to work on with someone who I originally came onto the scene talking about the Holy Gift with like five years ago. And we talk about almost the exact same thing. That's uncanny. Oh, am I supposed to answer the demiurge thing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. All right, all right. I'll give it a best. I'll give it a shot. I'm still, I'm still quite learning about all the different types of Gnosticisms from the Valentinians and the Sethians and the whole, you know, I mean, how the Sethians, I believe, are the Barbalites, but like, don't take my word on it. Learn for yourself. Think for yourself. Everyone who's listening to do your own work. There is a, there is a pantheon out there of different types of Gnosticisms and what their beliefs were, what it differed from, how many aeons, because the aeons that I was just giving a presentation about are also related to the John D aeons or the Aethers, which are the 30 Aethers. So this gets like, you know, depending on where you take this, because like I was also learning more about EAO and the Chinese I Ching and using directionality of like, you know, intention and just like all this other cool stuff with Enochian as well and some other stuff. Uh, yeah, the, this is really, this thing opens, this, this opens really wide. And uh, yeah, I guess what I was trying to say about the uh, Sophia Aeon herself, she's really important to me, especially at this time. She's the 30, 30th Aeon. She's the most accessible, closest to the plane. But in a sense, I do have a very um, newfound resonance with that force after my performance down in Cancun. That was a, uh, a moment. Uh, the Greek verses, um, I don't, it's like when did this 
and try to go over here and mate with his tribe. I don't know how to answer your question other than that. Like, when was the break between Greek as a culture and then Gnosticism and then the, what we call Gnosis? Because it's almost like, what's the culture and what's the religion? Am I, does this, are we getting somewhere? Does that make sense? Well, yeah, it was a different historical. I mean, I think partly, I mean, a lot of it had to do with the fortunes of the Greeks as a people. You know, I mean, the Platonic concept of the Demiurge really prevailed, uh, you know, during the height of the Alexandrian period and what have you, when it was, you know, really good to be a Greek, whereas uh, the Gnostic concept really took hold like around the first century AD, you know, as uh, the Roman Empire was really an ascension, but I mean, also chaotic at the same time. I mean, of course, the Roman right. Republic had effectively died during the following century, it had created a period of epic civil war that had gone on for roughly a century. There were multiple conflicts between between the different Roman factions. Yep. Uh, the point being that the world wasn't necessarily looking as rosy and well-ordered um, for the first century AD, or what is it, CE, I think that they call it now, um, is it had uh, during the height of classical Hellenism. So, I mean, I think that that was partly a factor in it as well. Partly? Oh. Did you say, I want to make sure you said partly? Yeah, partly, partly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, no doubt. Um, shit, man. I mean, like, I know about the, the the concept basically from what I've read from like April DeConnick and stuff like that. And who's like, and also some of the chapters that I've read in Miguel's books, uh, but I have like all his books and I've sampled them from different authors and like Bart Ehrlman, Ehrlman or something. a few different, Carol King um, and uh, Elaine Pagels, just to name a few um carol king no that's a different one yes but the point is is that um actually danny carey was carol king's drummer wasn't he anyways so the point is is that i i've i've done due diligence and learning and i still have a lot to do i mean like i go to a lot of these live uh programs that miguel provides and it's like talking about like the sethians and the valentinians and i'm still scratching it out i'm like ah uh. I mean, give me a few more years. I'll have it under my belt and it'll be fine. But, you know, uh, to answer your question now, I wouldn't be able to give a satisfying answer as to one that I would like to give ultimately when I have more knowledge behind my information uh, provision. That's a long-winded That's a long way of saying I'm good, man. You know, fair enough. But I mean, you know, for those of you listening, I mean, obviously, you know, the, um, the Hellenistic concept would be something, I suppose, that would have been later adopted by uh, a lot of Freemasonry. Again, you know, their sort of concept of the great architect of the universe and this more. Oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah, this more positive view of it. I under now I understand fully what you're saying. Now I understand. I do. I suppose it depends if you're ascending. Remember from my presentation how there was the Orphic and the. Um, planetary ways of going from the eao from the moon up to saturn or saturn to the moon mm -hmm. yeah i think it's a similar concept yeah no i could definitely see that i mean plus so plus plus the moon itself is related to the saturn in the sense and i love to bring this up and here's your here's your black and white or your, your silver and black or silver and purple even this is where you see the 30 of the saturn matching the 30 of the month of the moon okay does that make sense yeah design. yeah yeah like a great day or something to that effect uh-huh uh-huh yeah except this would be like more of like a great month yeah 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 Seriously. saturn is actually a feminine character in the indian tradition of course so i don't mind adding a little feminine to my saturn uh but uh i'll tell you the cold 
distant and old, frail, but takes its time and will require a sacrifice, but give you the reward. Yeah, I mean, like Saturn, you know, is perfect for spiritual advancement, no doubt. I have Saturn at 13 degrees, the death card, which is representative of uh, is that Nun in the Hebrew alphabet, which is the same thing as the death card. So it's 13 degrees death card of Saturn in the Scorpio sign of deathliness. So, I mean, like more of my interest in these, what's really here and where I put my hard work into things. That's, that's, that's Scorpio in my ninth house of religion and philosophy and higher thoughts. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, I think I see what you're saying, man. But I have no idea how I got there from the thing, though. I'm, I'm, I'm going to Pisces now and smoke more drugs and see how wacky this gets. But maybe we'll discover something useful. I really cannot emphasize how much I feel good, Stephen. And I said this to you when we met. When I'm serving, like, my fellow humans and all the creatures, is, like, I love animals. Like, I mean, like, all the creatures. Because uh, this will be part of the album when we talk about today how one of the album's songs actually hints at some kind of, like, dimensionality of a hierarchy of animal spirits but this uh the spiritual nature and usefulness of us all that's mantra of course when he squeezes his cat and that comes around to talking about a dog anyways all right well let's get into the uh the fibonacci sequence here i mean obviously this was sort of like uh back i think in 02 was when people first started to recognize that there was a potentially a different way of looking at the album and initially uh, after seeing the fibonacci sequence and the uh, title track uh, some people started to yep i uh, try to arrange the album according to that uh, can you get into that right a bit? and that was kind of like a precursor to what you're alluding to with the holy gift great great use of the word precursor because that's again like last night we were talking and i was i i was like absolutely in line with that saying i'm like yeah i don't really see it either remember yeah 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 no absolutely man after we talked about it i revisited the album and i had this kind of like i'm like i can see disposition being the zero and then parable and parabola being one one and then moving to two to three i don't know just like just that little fulcrum point alone. I'm like, well, there's a poetic device. People can take or leave. But it was enough for me that I could see it because that's how this whole damn thing's been. So just that, like, little point. But I don't have enough on that otherwise. That's not enough to, like, blow anyone out of their socks. But there is that aspect of remembering that last track could be the zero in the first two tracks or technically parallel parabola as one track. The second track reminding us, it says to reconfigure or recognize this as a holy gift, right? So the first one's mostly like ch um, chanty and kind of like hymnally. And the second one's very more musically and like very like, there's a lot more geometry and like celestial stuff going on. And so it really brings in that quadrivium aspect. And that's when we have the whole mind working right brain, left brain, because there's a lot of right brain, left brain stuff in this. I'm not sure if I'll even be able to touch on tonight, but there are lateral brain and thinking laterally and stuff like that or uh, non-linearly exactly and so um yeah the first two could be a one one for the and then schism is between two people and that would be the two and then ticks and leeches that ticks and leeches as three words i'm literally i'm telling you what i wrote down just as i'm playing with these things like I, i'm not making claims as to the this is not like the, the you know what i mean like that's one thing i value about bringing into these things i'm like i admit that like 
it's only useful when it's useful but join me as i'm making this buff like this is i am babette and this is the feast i am trying to serve does that make sense so um a little bit about more about the fibonacci sequence is incredibly true and credit i believe it was phil real uh brother credit and thank you um who was the one who put together that famous uh, video of the song with a nice space background, it felt very Carl Sagan-y and he was for like, uh, he said it was for his like Oregon State College University project or something. And he was like, and he was just showing how like zero, showing all the math because lateralis, the song, and that's really key that is like pattern on the Fibonacci. That's the part that is, as he said, just like how an anima and anima, the song is a different spelling than the title. Well, the song Lateralis absorbs all of what Lateralis, the album, could have been and is an inversion into the Holy Gift. I'm playing with that idea. I like that, uh, as we mentioned yesterday, so I mentioned it. But uh, the, the, the important one for me is the Holy Gift. Ultimately, I, 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 I've listened to Lateralis, the album, once or twice since, but um, it's, it's, it doesn't feel the same. It doesn't feel great and uh this this to me feels like a it's an entire hymnal it starts off with monks being called a prayer almost with the parable it's very there's a there's a whole holy seg it's like a day of prayer almost in a sense condensed so it could be an as above so below possibly even when i was um looking at the way that you could do the one one with parable and parabola i'm like all right well there's there's a way that we could almost say there's a little bit of a fibonacci order going on with the holy gift you know, the zero being the disposition, because the last bounce of that leads into the first gong rise of the album. Literally, it's like the Floyd matching up. It's definitely invoking a lemnus skit, which is the analemma, which is the analemnus skit, which is Anna likes Emma likes anal, and that is to say that is the infinity symbol that's above the magician's and on strength card, as well as the way that the sun moves in the sky. So that's something to keep in mind too. Because uh, like if the sun's like the point of light and it's doing an analemma, it almost feels like it's some kind of like hyper trapezoidal pyramid shape that's like folding itself inside out to create the reality. And uh, yeah, I mean, like I have veneration for that aspect of the grand architect, no doubt. Um, I worship like that aspect of it. Word worship is odd. Please take that lightly. But I venerate the fact that like mathematics is like super solid and it's definitely like math mate matrix it's it's the matrix in a way literally all right so do you want to get into how you uh arrange the album now in the holy gift sequence what about what about just like no fuck you <laughs> just like ran away like, uh, just i'm very trickstery sometimes as you can as you know i'm sure <laughs> uh yeah no fuck you <laughs> runs away um like I, I just turn into a giant cat and just stare at you for like five minutes um yeah avid stoner so when in rome speak the lingo um yeah sure man uh one of the coolest things phew, as i start to like break into like venture bros oh my god you didn't oh dude that was so cool all right that's kind of good uh, 21 and 24 for venture bros fans uh yeah <laughs> i do it better than zorak but anyways um yeah uh the order is cool because like for example directly one of my favorite ones is 11 11 so um but yeah the 11th track is the 11th track on both versions. So you have one, two, three. So it's important. It's like, while you're, 
because this is teaching you too, like an Enochian way of looking at things and like being able to move in multiple directions at multiple times to have multiple meanings derived from the same kind of codex. What it is not, we will start via negativa just by talking about the track order on lateralis, just to be, just to be uh, complete, right? I mean, it sounds fair. May 15th, by the way, is the date to listen to it. May 15th, 2001. So it came out literally like four, like less four months and four negative four days. But uh, yeah, so you had the grudge, which, uh, you know, horror movie and all aside from Japan. The grudge is also a project grudge, right? Stephen, before we carry further, can you just fill the crowd in on just what was project grudge, please? You mean the, uh, the UFO thing? You, you know, I do. Yeah, that was like one of the early uh, kind of precursors to Blue Book uh, that was started, I think, in the 40s or 50s. I can't remember if that was. Wendy um, talks about it too in their uh, in their in the Secret History. Pardon me. Sorry. Yeah, they do. I just want to mention that. Oh, okay. Okay. And so, um, because it's a lie, it's starting your album, starting your life with a government manufactured lie. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I see what you're. Do saying. you see why I had you explain it? Yeah, 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 yeah. Do you see how fucking deep this goes? Mm -hmm. And then it ends with Fi Up Day Wad. And we have dark journalists still trying to do the good work of trying to expose fuckheads like fucking Wilcock and Good, who are this for the point of my purposes, just fictitious characters I just made up in this rant. But yeah, blue chickens aside, we're still dealing with the fakeness of the it's and it's the same thing with the Pope trying to tell you he's got religion. The UFOs related to our interdimensional reality, and you don't need no fucking con between you and your UFO. Wow, this is good stuff, man. I'm I'm so happy you brought me here today. Um, but it, so we all know that it begins with a grudge, which is like a, such a bitching track. It's like when you're listening to that, it's like because you know what? It starts off with like a UFO garage opening its doors or something on X Files and the more modern series. You know, you remember there's like a hissing sound, like a computer starting up. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's, I believe the dead ears kind of sounded like an elevator going up or something like that. Oh, cool. Yeah, yeah, sure. Some kind of machinery, though. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, I, I, I wonder if it's the demiurge is like an HR Geiger type machine thing. So you're starting with the demiurges. Okay, that's where I'm going with that. Because I think it's the machine, like the mechanistic world. Like, oh, it's like what uh, it's like uh, Radiohead, like waking up from shutdown. Uh, or the uh, Pussifer lyrics about the system, no SI override. It's like, oh, turning back on, the machine's back on. Because they're thinking like, oh, he's got to turn the CD player on. She's got to turn the computer on to listen to it. So this is the digital. This is the uh, this is the archonic version. This is the uh, Eighth Sphere Aramon, dark journalist, G.G. Young, Steiner, Steiner, Steiner style. So, I mean, like, that's what we're talking about. This is a very real phenomenon. The Holy Gift is a salvationary, quote unquote, device compared to this Eighth Sphere negative downward spiral and iconic bullshit. This is very real. So you start off with the grudge, which is, again, I mean, we have fake UFO things. It's around. I mean, okay, we don't have to do the skirt. It's this guy. So then you have Eon Blue Apocalypse, which is related to the Kachina Hopi prophecy, which is related to all that down in the southwest uh, area, which is related to the Hopis and the Kachinas and the aliens and the interdimensionals. So I believe that's also the blue chickens right there. Holy shit. Anyone who knows about doc journalists, guys, we got some fucking shit going on right here. This, this is interesting. I am a little off put by how David Bottrell, who um, produced the album, has like a ton of like transhumanist stuff on his Instagram right now. But like, I'm like not going to judge. I'm just going to say 
You know, Vince DeFranco is a very, a very interesting one. He's very reclusive. See what I did there? But he's very intelligent. He created neurosystems. That guy has like levels of awareness that I would just be like, teach me sensei. Um, the Grudge ER Blue Apocalypse is a, allegedly about Sirius as well. So you also got that serious mystery, the 23 going on, because then you got like that alien autopsy patient almost, and he's groaning, and they separate him from his soul, and he loses the parable of the parabola, and he's invaded and eaten. Lateralis. Yeah, I mean, like, this is, I'm just like looking at the downward spiral story here. I'm just making that up. I'm not a I'm not really into going all the way on that way or now, but uh got 13 tracks anyways. Templar uh, degrees have 13 degrees and tool did a seven degrees for the uh the last one. I'm not, you know, when when you ask me what can you tell it's like um it's like the, the the thing I can tell you about Freemasonry is this. At about this point, my friend, you know, who I, I'm usually sitting in a room with someone, they can start cracking up because I understand I'm making a joke about silence and secrecy. But ultimately, there's obviously things like I talked about earlier. We're known as, uh, you know, builders with the Solomon and stuff like that. But like, there's just like a lot of like interesting language too that's thrown around in the grudge too that I find uh, that I'll, I'll let people, you know, they mentioned like a cornerstone and stuff like that. And a lot of interesting language and um just you know because i am after truth ultimately and while i am someone if i'm not allowed to if i've said i'm not going to do something i'm not going to do something at the same time like i do notice cool patterns like on anima when you look at the artwork for the vinyl or any of the cds you have that blue man who has a shiny object in his hand i mean like blue lodge masonry is what the first three degrees are called and of course, they have a song called Fourth Degree or Four Degree. But um, when you look at that blue man, he's actually holding a trowel, which I find interesting, right? Because, you know, trowels. So you got the patient after that for the third track. And that's going to be important because later the patient becomes a three again, a the patient. But um, uh, it has a, um, uh, it's the 12th track. So instead, right? So it's still a three. It's just one and two is three. So the patient uh, keeps its placement, interestingly enough. Uh, mantra is uh, the fourth on this one, but it's uh, definitely not in the next one. So fifth schism, parable, parabola, ticks and leeches is eighth on this one. So you get a good hard song um, for the eighth song anyways, but that gets uh, put to the fourth track, ticks and leeches uh, afterwards. So we keep going uh, lateralis, then disposition, reflection, and triad. Uh, you know, on the artwork, you have all of that, like, um, it looks like a, a synthesizer or like just a cybernetic grid, which again has to do with like how you start is how you end in a kind of way, which is to show you that the, out, the external slipcase is the veneer of the demiurge, but what you really are is the holy gift or the spirit and the art within with the body folding in levels and layers because you look beneath the surface layer and the demiurge ultimately is the surface layer um slayer surface layer and so uh when you see that you end up with phi up day awad which is 240 not 420 haha lateralis on some copies is 922 i like seeing that because that's my birthday reflections usually 1111 there's a lot of ways that these, uh, I think Aeon Blue can be 108 sometimes. It, it's, it's, there's, a, there's different things you can do with this.
306 or okay so anyways so those are just there's there's and there's obviously like if we're talking about just the holy gift order which we'll get into now uh which i have a version that is full of alex gray art and like cymatic art looking um electro quark art as well as um the entire thing integrated so that the beats of the last song flow in it's literally the the, the best version you would want to parse out by that what the length of the songs are for more uh, approach to analyzing that that's what obviously is coming down the pipeline and the order for that which i don't have uh, i don't need to really have written down because i i pretty much bleed this order whenever i whenever i do anything um it's the parable or the precursor of dispositions we have disposition waiting at the end invisibly already played hypothetically hyperspatially and then we have to start parable and then parabola and then you have schism and then you have ticks and leeches and then you have mantra um and then you have after that lateralis and after lateralis you have wait did i skip something no it should be lateralis it's six because seven's phi updale wad and that's the seventh that's the overcoming the the trial that's the initiation. That's the the interdimensional influx, the the first uh, the over overbearing first like it's like the song after that is the grudge, right? So you found out about it for yourself firsthand instead of like the grudge, and then it ends with Phi Up Day Laud. On this one, Phi Up Day Laud, and then the grudge. Because the grudge is you in the elevated version of that Saturn. It's your gnosis. It's your own gnosis that gets you through those gates or whatever it is. Yeah, well, it's it's kind of interesting too. Then you could see it as like the crossing of the abyss with uh, your track seven, you know, into eight. And it's also interesting too because um, it, it kind of then also makes the grudge the opener for the second half of the album too. Because I mean, you've got um, was it the voice of God like right in the middle? Oh, for sure. It's now springing you forward in the elevated form. You're now an initiate who has successfully passed the initiation. So you're superpowered to a degree. Now, the next instance that you come into the, you are partying with a cherubim now for triad. Once you get to nine, which is the third, which is triad is nine. Nine is what? It's a triad of triads. It is. Nine is three threes. And this is partying with the uh, the interdimensionals. This is like the positive DMT realm versus like the negative kind of affected glory. Now you've mastered your interdimensional chops with your high because you you couldn't even master this dimension when you were lateralising. You couldn't even get the real truth about the world you're living in. You were still on the surface layer that the demiurge provided to you. However, when you have your own free will, you made a choice that it suited you to be someone who cared about your upward spiraling, to care about how your real spirituality is, just try to be a real person. Uh, and you know, you're using this holy gift thing, you know what I mean? Like you realize that you can start with, um, you know, just breathing in. It really also parable, something about parable itself is all about the breath. Uh, it's always that center point. You can always start over there with that breath. And that's an important. Uh, there's a health there's all sorts of real great like this i mean this to be the best spirituality it can be from health 
food, permaculture, breathing, interdimensional astral travel. I mean, like a lot of stuff that would have been reserved for the secret societies back in the day is like, if we can filter it through the mechanism of this, it's there ready for people because they're approaching it through such a substantially substantive mythical feel in the first place through the spirituality, the cosmic, the, you know, even the psychedelic and any kind of like healing usage. And I fully advocate responsible set setting and smart usage of psychedelics. I think that's a good way to put it. So is that, is that a hip enough term for us in these days? Smart usage. You know what I mean? Like that's a short, it's like for people doing the right, the right thing with the right plant, with the right respect, with the right honor to the right spirit and all of the nine, all the way up. And uh, in DC, so I, you can get like magic mushrooms and candy bars right now, legally. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. And uh, weed was just getting voted on in the house. I was there in 2009 in Massachusetts in front of the most uncomfortable panel advocating for cannabis back in 2009. And here we are years later. It's just like such a fucking dream. Anyways, um, I've been into this weird stuff for a long time. My first pack of tarot cards was an Alice in Wonderland deck because I was obsessed with Alice in Wonderland, which becomes a tool motif on a later album of 10,000 Days, of course. Like I woke up in Wonderland, right? And so um, a lot of, and that's Alice. My guitar is Alice right next to me. This is my, it's like Lucille and BB um, King. That's Alice and, you know, me, uh, Nathan Lee. <laughs> so anyways, a um, little bit more. Uh, we got the fourth track of Ticks and Leeches because after Parable and Parabola, it does express a kind of like, but now there's a sense of self and other, and it's, just, it's a hero's journey of the spirit and recognition of others and self and your role and responsibilities if you choose to rise to that occasion as a human conscious as a conscious being and so it's a growth process and a story and a rising up to an adult initiation through that which in this case it's the awareness of the interdimensionality or the other realm it's dying and being reborn so to speak at that seventh point there uh going through that guy's whole freak out that he was and there's a there's a movie by the way with one of the simpsons guys and i think he did mystery men hang area i think it is and it's called teddy bear's picnic and they reference art bell in that and it's just a joy to watch because it's a comedy about bohemia bohemia grove so uh you know you want to check out teddy bear's picnic if you're into that kind of stuff and art bell gets a reference but uh long story short uh that's our second simpsons reference steamed hams people go out and look up steamed hams 13 different animators you'll thank me or it's like a bunch of different you'll thank me later steamed hams last year was the year of steamed hams so anyways uh the point is is that there's the fifth track that's like regurging and purging after being like sucked up because there's a lot of the themes about energy and energetic usage ultimately our blood our vam you know energetic vampires and it's all across the board from like you know polluting corporations to like you know actually like shitty like there's there's shitty people on all levels of wealthy and not wealthy right and we're just talking about the uh the energetic watiko type of energy of the vampirism that comes from the people who don't um go through the, we i mean we all have like schism is supposed to be a difficult point like it's like one two and now you're at the third point and i'm still working through this understanding but you get to the schism and then there's you know there's obviously like we know the pieces fit but now our souls aren't necessarily and then you know now that you're not juxtaposed fully and understanding there comes this misunderstanding and then there comes from that misunderstanding a disproportionate power 
and that disproportion of power is best expressed expressed through the um, energetic exchange interplay, because that is the most pure mathematical form in understanding crucible of all sort of uh, that's the grand qubit, so to speak, um, in a sense. Just, just this is one way to look at things. And um, you get the schism, and then now it's ticks and leeches are involved because now there's a vampiric relationship. It's no longer, you know, copacetic. We're not seeing eye to eye. Now there's this combativeness. Now there's this dominance. Now there's this fear element even. And this is a four. And four is a tricky number in some, because it does equal to 13 and stuff like that. But uh, in, I think in Asia, in certain parts, they don't like the number four, like we don't have 13 or something like that. There's some kind of aspect of that. I don't know. I'm just adding a thing. But like, um, needless to say, you know, Joss Whedon, Chinese usage, Firefly, adding a thing. Uh, so the point is, is that uh, we are looking at this as leading to the purging now that like you've like, all right, suck and suck, take all you need. Because the way to turn the other cheek, dark journalist often talks about how they teach you the exoteric, like what to do, but they don't teach you the esoteric, which is how to do it. And so to turn the other cheek means like a lot of important things, evolutionarily speaking, alchemically is the soul alchemizes. It's a big ass deal. And like, it's, it's, it's different meanings to different people at different levels of awareness and different functional levels and just what they're, what they're going to do with their energy. But um, ultimately uh, it's this guy saying, suck it up. Like, it's like, suck all you can. If you, if you're not, you know, like just, this is, this is not feeding and nourishing my spirit. So it's just like, take all you want, just like, to, but you're not like, he's not saying like Slipknot lyrics or Mudvayne lyrics or anything like that. He's saying, you know, like, he's just like expressing his extreme loathing of the situation that he's being abused and taken advantage of, but it's something that's completely appropriate to express one's feelings as we're taught uh, instead to uh, attack another in a sense. So it's showing a radical proportion of maturity in a sense. I'm not advocating that for all senses, you know. Um, if it's I, I have practiced jujitsu, and if I need to take care of myself in any situation, uh, while I am a bit rusty, I have enough to say like that did not go in your face. Like just I'm not advocating like being like you know. I'm see that's my level. I'm not super high Vishnu yet but the point is is that you're supposed to at least have some modicum of an understanding and I do a good job of turning the other cheek when I need to and just like stuff like it's just like it's also a metaphor too it's just like do you need to think that negative thought or could you think this positive thought like that's a turning of the cheek in a sense too so there's different ways that we can use these technologies these are spiritual technologies to improve the human condition for the uh for the upward spiralers we will call the organic path uh, as opposed to the uh artificial path now again to continue uh, we get mantra then because the mantra is the purging from this process and that's the fifth track mantra man as in the five for the five for the five and uh then you have tra is rat because he's actually squeezing his cat and so then that leaves what's left of course dog well who is hidden god dog so the mantra gets us to the hidden god these are just ways you can see things but the mantra is of course now you're away from that person. They've taken all the blood they can suck out of you. They're bursting almost as they waddle out the door. And then they get hit by a truck, ironically. Terrible blood everywhere. But anyways, <laughs> the children were screaming in the streets. Oh, it was agony. So anyways, I'm <clears throat> having a little fun. Smoke some more weed after that. But the point is, is that then you're just kind of like, You know, you're you're just like drained, but like you're also letting it all go. You're also like a dog shaking off bad vibes is another way to look at it. 
is a really good way to look at it. In fact, uh, switching your vibrational state is now what we've arrived at after we've learned that there are differences and that there are power plays. Then we learn to revive ourselves. We, we start to reorient our vibe. And then we get to seeing that black and white aren't all there are and red and yellow come to us because lateralis is next. Instead of nine, it's now six. Clever. So there is a math grid that's just a simple side-by-side -side showing which track goes where, but there's a lot of beautiful poetry to it, including that little tidbit. And then the seventh track of Phi Up Day Awad, because now you've entered that interdimensional realm. Now you're like, yeah, now I'm the, now I'm, now I'm you know, I've, I've, re, I've got my balance. I've got, I'm sovereign enough in this realm. I'm free. I'm liberated. Get my psychedelic on, get my next level. What's really going on? You know, am I making sense so far? Are you with me? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I see what you're saying, man. Um, it is important to make sure that this makes sense. Otherwise, then what's yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I, you know, I get totally what you're saying. And we've also got to the halfway point, so it's a good place to check. Um, efficaciousness, if anything. Um, and so basically, uh, when you get the good old the 007, um, then you're gonna see this is the interdimensional stuff. So can you? Well, I take a hit. Will you talk a little bit about Blair McKenzie Blake from the newsletter talking about some of the ideas that we're about to breach with this? Uh, because we talked about just right before the spate, the song before, which is Lateralis, was Mantra having the cat. Literally, he's squeezing his Siamese cat because Kanan, who lived in Boston for a spell too, he's uh, squeezing his kitty. We're both guys who love animals and uh, you know, Libra Aries. And uh, he's squeezing his cat, recording the sound it makes. So it's a animal getting to sing on the album and then you also have human singing and now we're also going to have interdimensionals aren't we steven what's going to happen with this can you tell them a little bit about this uh, set me up here please oh you mean with the uh the entity so to speak uh, the non-human intelligence yeah no that was uh, kind of one of the more fascinating things you had uh, brought up when we were uh, discussing this uh and it's really interesting because you see this kind of ideology uh, starting to really crop up a lot uh with some people on twitter like nick hinton and what have you um i am i am just want to add that i'm a twitter uh reform i am a re uh, recovering twitter i i don't use twitter anymore i quit on 11 11 uh, I got I got set up by Pfizer or some shit. I'm not even. I know how that sounds. I don't even care. There was just some bullshit. I had said enough stuff to show that I was obviously not with the program, and I got uh, not only that account, the cult fan, but my uh, Nathan Lee and his deep state, which I wasn't even like posting on. They both got canceled, and they're not even connected. I was like, whoa, what the fuck? So I got hammered. They put the hammer on me, and so I quit. I was like, no, I'm not gonna stick around for that. So I don't use Twitter. Uh, is my point. And it was complete bullshit, asinine evil, how it happened. It was complete wrong, but it was good because now I have much more good use of my time. But cool, man. I don't know these people yet is all I'm trying to say. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, I mean, I try not to really like get into this too much, but I mean, it's useful sometimes to sort of see like what I guess kind of passes now for uh, some of the more out there things in the fringe. Oh, I agree. No, because like how many times can you talk about fucking Bigfoot? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I mean, I find a lot of this kind of stuff to be a lot more interesting. But I mean, it's it's fascinating. The tool is almost kind of a precursor to that. And also in that uh, year of 2001, you know, we'll get into that and some of the other stuff that was going on at the time here in a little bit. But I mean, yeah, it's... Uh, 
it's an interesting thing, uh, you know, I mean, kind of seeing how a lot of this stuff is just now coming into play, even though there's a lot of references to it in oh, yeah. 2001. Well, I mean, like the, the, the whole idea about the so that they'll be more easily controllable. Like at the end of Phi Up Day a lot and like, mm-hmm. you know, the voice of God, and just like spirit, you know, and just like the idea of I mean, we didn't even really touch on like the. Uh, well, we're actually just about to get there, so we, this is a good time to do it. But yeah, no, please, uh, please continue with what you're saying, and then I'll get into it because I did ask you to set me up here. Oh, uh, what else did you want me to get into? Oh, no, no, we're pretty good. I mean, like there was a blog post written about uh, how at the loft they had this malfunctioning, like either an amplifier or a synthesizer, and there was like this like entity that they felt was talking through it, so they recorded it. Well, yeah, also, too, I mean, I guess it's interesting to point out with that, it's also, uh, you know, the sample is taken from the Art Bell show. Um, yeah, 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 we need to address that. From Area 51, it was kind of interesting, I hadn't really noticed what he was saying before until you had pointed it out, but uh He's uh, claims to be an employee from Area 51, and uh, he says the truth about extraterrestrials is that that's you know they're not from outer space; they're actually uh, extra-dimensional beings, and that they fooled a lot of the public and so forth. It's almost like a a Collins elite kind of thing. Um, of course, it's usually described as a hoax, but then allegedly the Art Bell show had like some kind of weird power blackout or something like that after. Uh, the uh, call came in uh but yeah they definitely have sort of built up like a mythos around all of that but uh it's certainly interesting sort of the circumstances from which this uh, sample emerged from i think it might have been some guy who was kind of a shaman type dude himself and just like was having a moment and like you know it's like hey you call this <laughs> there's people listening to this you say this because you're a comedian because the truth can say anything or the, the joke can say anything. So pretend you're calling and joking and start having an emotional freak out and well, maybe you don't know, you just told the truth. Yeah, quite possibly. Well, do you remember Mexico in the pyramids? People can have stuff talk through. Long story short, that was a true story how all of the satellite got knocked down, all the radio stations, not just his, like all the stations in the area went down. They knocked down the radio station, like satellite, like everything went down. And then, so that's the, that's the clip that tool took is this guy saying that he's a retired, he got like medically discharged from area 51 um, and that he's running across the country and they're going to triangulate on him. And there's all this, I've written down a lot of notes that, you know, it's okay if we don't get to everything today, this is all, this is an ongoing project. But there's a lot of interesting use of language directly. He talks about like military government and certain big archetypes and stuff like that. He throws about. It's just it's 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 a freak out awareness. It's like when you find out like about WT seven, WTC seven, or when you have your first like wait what, and that's I mean some people always be like aware because they have their parents who teach them. Those parents probably take a lot of good drugs have a lot of trivia and quadrivia and permaculture but i'm just saying that when you find out for your first time you're like holy motherfucking motherfucker are you fuck freaking out it's like no 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 fall to your knees kind of thing well that can be the energy that um you get hit with too when you first like i mean i've been in the presence of very big forces and they're very big forces and it's like sometimes you can look up sometimes it's hard to look up 
and that's also part of like this like first recognition so then you're having this like trip out because you've already kind of started to like master past that like idea of like the energy economy and you've done like the lateralis now you're like entering into your initiation and now bam now you're hit with all this like what the fuck's going on what the fuck, 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 fuck? like you know again like triangulating around a spirit is how you capture it so it's like one way you could see this guy's like a spirit saying oh shit the magicians are trying to capture my you know trap me in that triangle like they're trying to triangulate on the situation you get what i'm saying there's like a cute way you can look at it that way too as a magic circle kind of metaphor as if an enochian kind of summoning thing were happening because it talks about the this is huge like you can unfold this so hugely it's very bigly it's really uh tremendous it's the greatest song it's really just a big deal tremendous deal so it was very bigly great deal uh the song can be unfolded in the sense that like i mean again we're using an okiana to to it's the voice to skull technology is you know are they you know is are you really hearing this is this real that whole question you know who has control over my perception kind of thing and it's a real like you know center question like if you can overcome that it's like the crux of an initiation almost to find your calm to find your center without being centered upon by external sources being so strong is still a center that no matter what comes at you your power is always yours and that's the lesson of that so rise to the next higher level of saturn because ultimately that's the ultimate responsibility capiche see how that's the higher deal of saturn the higher light the letting go that's like the 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 taking out of the atoms of the lead to make the gold which is lighter it's a higher octave and so that's an important aspect about this uh but again it's really the seventh song cannot be deconstructed enough uh talking about how he's been running across the country medical discharge like even the idea of like the not even to get like it's just like thomas says like what is mental health and what is mental illness like that kind of idea and this is like he's even saying oh, i've been medically discharged so okay so they used a medical authority kind of like scarlet letter uh tactic on him or something like that you know or is it someone who's mentally ill because they don't have their place in the world and they don't understand that they're powerful in their center see there's layers and uh, there's just so much to the idea that is like Area 51 and just like governments and like the power and DSI and the right for the government to kill. And, you know, it's the ultimate conspiracies. And it's ultimately all about what really is the difference between responsibility and fear of an outside world. Uh, is it a world that you create or a world that you're a victim in? And it's ultimately that's like feeding the white wolf or feeding the black wolf or going on the holy upward spiral or the downward spiral. When, you know, as a spiritual adult, you have to be responsible for ultimately what your choices are and you will be held responsible because Saturn will come back around. And so we are now at that point because <laughs> you have reached up to the next and you are being judged. Have you passed your initiation? And in this case, in this story, it's in this position because you have. In the other one, you start off there and then you end up by up. And that's the one where you have failed your initiation. And this, you pass it. And you pass through the grudge, which now you don't need some, you know, project to tell you what's real. You've lived it. You have gnosis. Uh, and 888 is an important thing, too. And um, the grudge, talking about wearing a grudge like a crown, talking about the scarlet letter, uh, obviously, uh, a is the adulterous, but it's also the capstone, which could be very interesting. Also, Fear Inoculum was released the day before 831. Uh, it was released 830. 831 means capstone as well. So I thought that was interesting that they did that at that point because you can use Colel, C O L E L, 
uh, to say that it is essentially capturing the gematria, just like my Master Mason date is right on the day of the 19th degree of April, but it's technically 20 degrees when it began ultimately, but it still captures that really powerful 19th degree to a degree. Anyways, long story short, um, yeah, the Thayep Day Awad, I'm still teetering between that and the, the grudge here because this is huge. I mean, like, we're talking about, like, the fact that, like, we have energy. We have free energy. We have a lot of shit that's hidden. Like, I don't want to move on without, like, covering this. This is a way to live on Gaia correctly. The Grand Architect is good in that sense. If Grand Architect and Gaia and the humans can work together with all of the dimensional help that we can have if we set this intention strongly enough, I mean, we are the part of the society that does that. That's 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 our that's our lot. That's our that's our final fantasy in a sense. Um, but yeah, I want to make sure that we're clear because there's a lot of forces at work, and this guy is not working well with them. He's having a major domo freakout. But for us, we actually don't. We get through it. But remember how the song ends with like a. It's like a dude having a serious freakout. Anyone they. We all know, we all, we all, we all. So it's like almost cartoonish that they're showing it like that. And it's just really fascinating that they use a malfunctioning, so it's called interdimensional entity in the background. Almost like that entity was like triangulated and caught inside of his synthesizer. There's something to chew on. That's just an interesting thought. And is that like when someone gets possessed? And is this the difference between like being possessed and dispossessed? And is that why at the end you arrive at dispossession? How many boom shakalakas can I fit into this? Let's keep going. Point is, is that next we're going to see that you have achieved mastery over the interdimensional astral realm to a degree. It's like the seventh, like it's now it's time for, oh my God. I can't even tell you how crazy, I really, I can't even tell you how crazy this is. Um, but yeah, now it's technically I hear you. It's like the seventh track, the seventh degree. Now you're dealing with the interdimensional and the psychic realm and stuff like that. Once you can master yourself appropriately and not have your psychic freakouts, because um, you can imagine that whole thing playing out on the psychic realm as well. Uh, you know, psychic, higher Aquarian dimension, age of Aquarius, more psychic. And uh, also um, people, you know, the guy like not running away, but like having control and being standing firm in your place, your center, your firmness, psychologically, spiritually, emotionally, spiritually, uh, being the circumpunct in the center of the sun. There's a lot we won't cover on this, uh, but we're covering a lot. And uh, so to say more, um, once you're in the eighth, now it's kind of like, you know, the grudge is no longer something that you hold you've given away the stone you've let it you've you've purified your own inner workings in a way you've you know you've accepted that you know even if you're the stone that they cast you know it's still better to be light than to be uh an ultimatum of uh being alone and in a prison it's better to be connected and um to to the to the source to Sophia to the aeons to the pleroma to the god of gods so to say in a gnostic sense and um you know even into the benefic ways of the grand architect which are good uh, but mostly to the highest most high glory and excelsis deo for sure um that is to say that 
this grudge is no longer something that you let weigh you down, which was keep your spirit from ascending. It's one of those kind of concepts. And when you get to the point where it's like, you know, um, you no longer are like giving other people scarlet letters in your own. It's kind of like the calling voices, uh, which I always thought was clever because it's like calling voices, you know, like a cell phone, you see the word calling. Anyways, calling voices, similar concept in a way. Um, and it's like, it's just more like martial arts, but like, it's, it's, it's like what this is like, you know, they're, they're saying like, oh, you know, you're permanently this or that. It's like, those are grudges. That's what that is. They're holding a grudge, you know, rightfully or wrongfully. I don't know. It's not a point really. I think that it's like that energy. So again, that's a big part of the Holy gift. Like it's going through these different like archetypal energies that you need. And it's not like you have like 13 steps. Is it, or is it like better than 12? Like 12 is like, where eight is an octave evolution of one, isn't 13 the octave evolution? Exactly. So um, again, you're rising spiritually in these circumnavulations using the spiral of the album and the wind of the voice and the pneuma. But again, when you're on the um, grudge, like it's literally talking about being someone who can, um, almost as a human, like Mantak Cha, like Iron Shirt Qigong, like live in a sense of almost free energy, like totally healthy and all the right minerals and uh, just all that uh and i'm adding that because it's important because the body needs to have that structure especially to burn for the spirituality uh you know there's you know the thinking burns calories whether you know it or not you know so um again it's important to hydrate with healthy water like emoto and uh restructured water and holy water and things like that magnetized water because your body is a you know, vessel for the divine. But uh, again, so I'm adding that in here. But um, the grudge is also like, you know, choosing one or 10. You know, is it choosing one? Is it just you or 10? Is it, I don't know, like, this is one that's puzzled me for a long time. Like, is it, you're supposed to choose Malkuth or Kether? You know, is, I think that's kind of like the way that I've traditionally, you know, choose, are you choosing unity with God? Are you choosing like individuality and the downward, you know what I mean? Choose one or 10. That's uh, one way I look at it. There's a bunch of ways that I've found and there's cute ways like choose one or a 10. It's like, wait, what? In the song about Saturn telling someone to be the sun God, choose one or a 10. Like, I just think that's cute. I, 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 it's fun for me because <laughs> I'm so fucking into this shit but um so the point is is that uh you can see lots of different uh angles there but it's all about the light and lightning and not being held down but to give away the stone to let the waters kiss and transmutate and so it's an alchemical process of course it's it's one of letting go it's it's negredo in a sense it's the dark night of the salt the salt soul uh burning off of this yes so and then you get to after that once you've gone through that and you've passed that saturn saturn says yes your seventh degree you handled yourself and now you're on the right path or something to that karmic equivalent then you would say that you've gotten to the ninth track now which is partying with the ch now you get to hang out with the angels now you get to hang out with the machine elves or the DMT or the other, or your ancestors or whatever. Like, I don't have fully, I don't think there's really one way that it goes. It's like, now you're doing triad though. And it's just like this majestic, like fucking tribal epic on the beach, stomping up the sand, just kicking up, just dancing, fucking partying crazy, like wicked fucking awesome. The sun, the moon, like the fucking 
stars are all out and you're just oh fucking everything's awesome you know what i'm talking about like an awesome fucking time on a beach just with all these really cool people everyone's having a good time you know and it's like it's just a wild party and that's triad that's nine that's like this like now it's like whoa there's some like yelps and whoops and stuff like this is a really ecstatic track and also like this is an infinity in a way because number nine goes for that horizontal thing but this is really when you're like in that ecstasy state of a shaman after that you come back and you have the realization of the Aeon Blue Apocalypse. This one's about dealing like it's cut like after the peyote trip on the beach after the next morning, you know, it's like the, the air is kind of different. Like it's, you gotta get some fucking hydration. All that's after the trip, any kind of trip, it's like reintegrating that knowledge. It's like, Whoa, what was that? You know what I mean? Yeah. 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 No, absolutely, man. That's the, the Aeon Blue Apocalypse, like kind of like coming to terms or whatever. It's like, now you understand it's like wow now you're now it's being revealed to you now you're now you have time to see what the fuck you were doing first you were partying with the tarot and shit and you're like whoa <laughs> smoochy boochy so i guess the point is is that you have this guy having this eon blue apocalypse which is supposed to be an apocalypse as a revealing eon blue i mean Man, I'm getting like neon lights or like celestial lights or seeing like another dimension, like the shimmer or something like that almost from that. But it is the Blue Hopi Kachina is a connection to that has. And of course, that is connected to the serious mystery and, um, you know, the serious B and Blue Kachina. And, um, you know, when that Blue Kachina appears in the sky, like the new revelation, the new age will begin which some could connect to Age of Aquarius, which I say is Age of Atlantis, which that's a whole other story. Uh, but yeah, when you have the Eon Blue Apocalypse like that, you have the revealing and you have these people coming to terms with the spiritual knowledge and experience that they've had, this like really high shamanic like integration, they're integrating it. And then you have reflection happen and you're like, wow, this happens to everyone. And this is the kind of reintegrating back where schism occurred before. This is the new final three songs. We're on the other track too. They showed there was some magical, cool reordering you could do or just ordering by connecting disposition with reflection and then triad. And then you had five day a lot afterwards. But still, you were almost there. And these three, just you're on a loop at the end. Like, it was always perfect. It was always perfect. It was always perfect. I think everyone who's like a real psychedelic psychonaut out there understands exactly what the fuck I'm talking about right now. This is, this is, how, just be a stoner. And you'll be like, oh, I see the order of the spheres. Uh, but anyways, uh, it's, it's always worked for me anyways, <laughs> just to kind of uh, riff off of Hunter S. Thompson. So the long story short is to say that when you get to this Eon Blue Apocalypse, you're integrating this like cherub rock. <laughs> See what I did there? It's, it's okay. Uh, enough of the puns. Um, to get serious, you get to an 11, and that's the only track in the ordering that actually maintains its, and it's called Reflection. It's 11-11. It's literally numbers that are reflections that are reflections for the two universes of the albums so there's like a way to kind of like there's a way that that might have been the way that we got through because like something with 11s happened in 2001 so that might be like where the division occurred between the lateral and the the holy gift timeline that's just a fun thing for our type of people to play with i'm not telling you that's how it is right i'll never really be like oh guys you know i'm just having with you guys I'm, we're, we're, we're playing together and so there's just one way you can see it though like 2001 because kid a came out and then amnesiac and i've always known those were together and the same thing with you can do like a holy gift thing with um 
okay computer and in rainbows we don't need to get into all the stuff but like it's obviously relevant those both bands radiohead and tool had albums that came out in 2000 to 2001 including salival and then lateralis with kid a and amnesia <laughs> amnesia and um then we have the idea that again back to just the ordering um looking at lateralis having reflection at 11 and then the holy gift having 11 it's like is there some kind of like is that where like the there's like a kind of like profusion between where like it's either like accepting a wavelength or projecting a proton like using the number constant wave alpha like i'm serious about all of this i need to figure this out i need to understand everything again um and the idea is that a reflection might be this kind of like way that some people you know escape that negative down i know i'm just playing with it now I've, I'm, I've been having so much fun with these because now um the way the remainder of the orders go on the track is reflection and then you have the patient which is the 12th track now which again patient as i mentioned was three and since you've been patient now it's three again but this time it's one of the three that are connected because it's going to be reflection the patient and disposition those three right there are the new instead of 12 which was triad before now you have three in the form of 12 as the patient so it still belongs part of the trifecta but there's all these like the ordering things like oh you had the uh, phi update a lot but now you have this so now you moved up to this level and there's there's a lot more to do with the ordering that i can possibly really fit all my thoughts together in tonight right now anyways but um to have reflection being talking about like in the invisibles there's this magic mirror and i would say it's like it's god itself they say basically and it's like i think it's like the ether almost or the plane where consciousness like you know because memory light is like water and like light so it's memories and so i think it's like the great and metallic like magic mirror is the ether which connects us all because she talks about like how you know um in my darkest moment of feeling like you know so small and insignificant and just like there's all these forces in the universe and just all of the stuff going on all these and it's like you know the moon tells me her secret and she's just a reflection herself and she's still a fucking moon and she's our mother and she cares for us and she helps manifest things and she's reflection so she herself offers a greater possibility into the higher, more mysterious, because there's always a mystery. And the moon will remind you every moment there's a mystery, the tides and the times and the architecture of your very lungs. And so the very, um, very nature of reflection reminds us that we're all going through this together. Again, there's a, a sibyl, um, an Attis joke in a way. Attis was crucified on the pine, and he uh, had his dick cut off. So he lost his vitality and he pined away. So before I pine away, before I lose my vitality, let me remember that I am also going through what everyone else is going through and I can regain my martial disposition or my ability to move forward or whatever. Chin up, Jim. Chin up, Sonny Jim. You know, uh, best foot forward. Uh, courage first. Uh, always bravery. And, uh, you know, um, remind yourself that it's not you're not so pitiful and stop being so weepy and get and this is anyone this is myself and anyone myself as well and uh it's to remember that it's not so bad and that we're all reflections ourselves and then it made me think about that how we're all reflections and there's like the magic mirror in invisibles connecting us all so it's a thought i just thought i'd add but there's a lot more to the concept of course of reflection and where we even get our energy from you know back to the idea of ticks and leeches like and so there's that aspect of this as well. Uh, and then there's more, but now, you know, 
Uh, it's been a little while. It's been a journey. We're at the second to last track now. We move to the patient, which thank you for being patient. But are you the one working on the patient or are you the being, being worked on because you're the patient? You see, to be patient with someone, are you kind of being a soul doctor by giving them your attention, your time, and your energy, and your blood that some people could be ticks and leeches of? But you're still there. There's a desire to heal is stated as the intention for this. So you're being patient. You're the patient. You're working on others as well. It's a, it's a reciprocal thing, of course. You know, adults or children that are, you know, hopefully initiated enough to be mature enough to then teach their children to be eventually adults who can teach other children. <laughs> it's a good thing, though, because we keep the spirit alive. We keep the human alive. That's part of that whole uh, fear inoculum with the torch. We need to keep humanity alive. This is Gigi Young talking with the aliens of the gray variety and like the interdimensionals that we talk about in overcoming this because there's also things that we need to overcome, including those negative tendencies which lead to the gray path and timeline. And those are the things that actually harvest people. And this is a very real thing. So we need to upward spiral and live on the organic timeline that includes psychedelic usage of health and Wim Hof breathing and Stan Groff. Uh, you know, all the Hoff and Roth and all of the health, I mean, like really healthy attitudes towards sex, towards what real power is, towards what, I mean, like we have, we, and this, these are within our realm. I mean, and fuck, if I, if I, if anything happens to me, just keep these thoughts alive. Don't, don't matter on me. <laughs> keep these thoughts alive because this is the juice of the real truth. This is where the real like, upward spiral comes from. Uh, this is what I would encourage in all of us to be our, our modus operandi in a way that is, in, um, that, that's only because I know that you too can do this. And that's again, a part of reflection. 1111 is really cool. So let's dig on a little further because the patient, because I'm helping the soul doctor in a way, a physician, as I like to call it, a, uh, a phoenix of a physician. And uh, yeah, man, I mean, like a, basically it says, if there were no desire to heal the damaged and broken that along this tedious path I've chosen here, I certainly would have walked away by now. I've only listened to this album once. Isn't it great how much of the lyrics I've got down? But up, uh, up. So the point is, is that if there were no desire to heal the damaged and broken, and that's a huge part of this, because he says, and I still may, you know, he can still walk away. He's not a slave to the holy gift or the upward spiral. This is entirely because we want to upgrade our own souls. To up, I, 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 I negate that word upgrade. I, I simply say it's because we wish to improve, to perfect, or rejoin the most divine, Gloria and Excelsis Deo. And I think that's an important aspect of this as well. I mean, that or become like the nutsack with syphilis in an HR Geiger poster. Fuck that. You know, I mean, seriously, like, let's fucking, you know, like Todd Rundgren said in No World Order, more sex and more after, like, more foreplay and afterglow, you know, let my people go. So I think that's an important aspect about this as well that I would love to tie in while we're getting towards the patient because we need to have health all across the board. Start to do exercises for men. Uh, don't watch porn ever again. I mean, like, I don't care how hip you think you are or how, like, liberal. There's certain conservative values to embark, and there's certain liberal things to, and uh, I think that just, like, an oversight. I mean, unless it's, like, your ritual or just your thing. I mean, like, to all their own, be careful with how you exercise your second chakra and take care of your pelvic floor because the kegel muscles down there 
are going to do you wonders when you learn how to behave with them in a mature and healthy and upbeat, loving, responsible, like tantric breathing and like sharing attitude towards relationship interchange interplay of energies on that second chakra level so i really feel like that's an important thing to develop and part of health as well talking about is that takes time to develop and you have to want to do that uh, but yeah make sure you're understanding what uh, your body is and how there are proportions in nature you never ever have to hate on your body you're perfect the way you are. You can improve health, but uh, you're perfect the way you are. God, creatrix, goddess, she, he, it made you perfectly. And to remember that about yourself and your own reflection uh, is it's very important. You know, you don't need to mutilate yourself in the name of anything. And there's more to be said, but there's, again, just back to the patient. Like there's obviously wounds in our society that that even alludes to uh, that we would we would be healthy-minded people, where we would not see that type of manipulation. I'm glad I could mention that as well, because that is a healer's act as well. That's a very serious topic, and one not to take lightly, to be respectful, because that's really at the crux of where the devil's flow is these days. Uh, am I, just for a moment, are you understanding what I'm talking about with the transhumanism aspect there, right? You understand what I mean by that? Yeah, I get what you're saying, man. Ultimately, we're getting to a point where disposition, it's like, it was literally me and Steven, fucking Cancun, like 13 o'clock in the morning, like chilling out, just like mentioning stuff to each other. And in the, in the, in the way my metaphor for this song goes, because it's mentioned this to me, mention something, mention anything, watch the weather change. It's like if there was a blank background. There was this old great 3DS game where this little ball rolled along a background. It was just great to me. Uh, anyways, that reminds me of this because it was just like a lot of like lush, pretty, like plain, like beautiful purplish. And then like, it's like Steven says something and then the, it's just me being in a state of complete, you know, free, self-sovereign, um, compassionate equality with him. And he's the same. And we're sharing the manifestation together. And he says something and I allow it to be, I give it active listening. I give it conscious breathing, conscious listening and, and, and care and I allow it to be impacted to me. I'm, I'm, I'm trusting. And then the sky changes the color because like we're so connected because our human vibration is so connected. So goes this metaphor. That like literally the sky itself would change and be like, yeah, I'm feeling the human's vibes. And then I'd say, yeah, what about this? And I might, I might ask a question and then Steven considers it. And then the sky changes another color and it's the converse. It's the color of the conversation. And then maybe because me and uh, the way we're, we, we tend to speak, maybe suddenly like now the sky has like 18 new colors. And it's, it's just like that kind of concept for watch the weather changes is one of the meanings that I have behind that because you were dispossessed in a positive sense. Um, meaning that like, you're not, you got no hangups mate. And it's a really a good flow state. And that's where you get when you start with parables and good midrashes about how we can evolve our souls in this world. And that's what the Holy gift is. And I hope I can put it into chapters and have Maybe people from Cosm do beautiful art for it and have it so that there's seven art churches in the world, the seven visionary art churches, and one of them is Cosm. 
I have thought about this just a little bit and I care so much about making this world a better place. And I know art is one of the ways to do that. And P.S. I have Mars on my midheaven in Sagittarius, not just in the 10th house, but with Uranus and Neptune, Uranus being on Antares. So I have a lot to offer in the professional realm in this sense, all related to that Neptunian Uranian. And I am very mars a driven desired going towards it it was uh, attracted to it like it's, it's like upward spiraling with those weird neptune outward like generational planets of uranus and neptune on antares which is mars's rival so it's a royal star that i have in my 10th house activated and then the midheaven with mars on it so it's really fantastic stuff it's actually near the um, rising sign of the uh, the country. The United States rising sign is like 12 degrees Sagittarius. Now you know it's midheaven zero to one degrees Libra, which is my son, zero, zero Libra. But yes, so the disposition and just um, very related to a state of being in the upward spiral. And um, again, like the whole idea is to have this be a salvo that gets turned into a book that gets used as a quote unquote sacred book, uh, like a sacred text or actually like the sacred text at cosm like actually a thing like actually a book that could help people and you know i mean there's a guy out there trying to do a holy gift um like documentary i would love to see him get luck too he's been trying for years to get that going we could make the process of getting this book written part of that there's ways to collectively put the pieces together to make them fit in a way that works for the community in an upward spiral for the people who care enough to make this work happen. I'm happy to spearhead this again, no pun intended, because of the Mars on my midheaven. And Alex, Alex is a Spazitarius, and Allison is a Pisces, and my rising is Pisces, and my midheaven is Spazitarius. Alex's rising sign is on my Jupiter which rules Pisces and Spazitarius. When I say like I'm an Illuminati, like freaking planned birth or some kind of like, maybe I left myself clues to come here and like I meet Alex and he gives me a nickname based on telling him the information that I'm unloading tonight. And like, I'm coming up on LSD. And yes, it was real. Even though I love to say I'm not real. Uh, it was, it was the real kind of real. And it was just amazing that he was like, so impressed by what I was telling him. And it was like, it was all the Sagittarius. And they, you know, I'm talking with my brother here, Sagittarius Capricorn. Two of us have Shatan. Well, you know, to be fair, I actually just have a really great placement in Capricorn, which is an antithetical, but it is great because it's Jupiter at the fourth degree of Capricorn, which puts it in its face. And also the second degree tarot, second tarot card for the coins, the two of coins representing that decan is saturn in capricorn uh, <laughs> jupiter in capricorn talk about your uh, a bad robot daycare in the jupiter saturn aligning and owl cave but yeah no to be true it's something that's really exciting that like there seems to be this like actual destiny it's like mark twain brother samuel clemens said the two most important days of your life are the day you're born and the day you know why and i really feel besides being a rock star which is more and more my life for the rest of my life i become more and more rock star and touring and like i just like i told you my teacher said that i did my first performance ready song just yesterday so huge things are happening even now and i'm learning 
songwriting, which is huge, but, you know, definitely Stephen Wilson, Porcupine Tree influences me. Well, I think Floyd, obviously, in Pixies. Uh, Todd Rundgren. Oh, yeah, enough of that. Mogwai. Enough of that, Kate Bush. Enough of that. So, um, yeah, Primus. Radiohead. Okay. Okay. So the point is, is that, uh, what's up one? Okay, stop. Tom Petty, stop. Modestness, stop. So the point is, just so excited about these things. Um, uh, the point is another big thing for me is to write the holy gift. Like rock star, holy gift. And then also my professional work in those realms as well, as well as my professional work as novelist in other realms, as well as astrologer professionally, premium in all of the areas, uh, as well as healer, which I don't know how that's going to be professional healer, how that will take but that will be some part of it because healing is just a part of my service. And it might just be that it's like baked into my art and everything. Plus uh, making a rock opera is also in the, uh, in the works in the next years. So there's a lot going on that I am a professional in. Uh, I think I mentioned I have a podcast as well. So all of those things are my jobs. That's my, it's, it's not like um, too many. It's there's plenty, there's a, quite a few things that I can master and so those are all of them and you know one of them just happens to be a huge as metaphysical understanding of the reality but I don't think this is the first time I've done this I think I've come here many times and that this is just the lifetime that I do this in and I've gone through certain I mean like absolutely shamanic like with the tool shirt with the three death rebirth virginity loss with the tool tickets going to the woman who had the virginity that's about the very restructuring thing that we're talking about. All of these signal markers with the bed knobs and the broomsticks and the fact that I'm Susanna Martin. I'm just like waiting for like what comes next. Like there's so much that's been happening. And I found out that I was Susanna Martin's ancestor on Mother's Day and then Father's Day. Like really screaming archetypes. So of course, that's that's the game that I'm playing and part of. And Hopefully, I really, truly help you, each of you. I mean, like, we all have our personalities. Some are more gruff. Some are more just kind of like, but for you who really are picking up on this, I really hope this, you know, you know, there's others out there who are going to get it eventually. And just do your best. Again, like all the messages we've been saying, do yourself first, but reflect too. Remember that you can help others and be patient. You don't have to do this, but you can work through these things. You don't even have to do the self-improvement work on yourself. You can walk away from that too. Like the patient says, and there's just a lot of ways to break this down. This is one thing that I offer. It just happens to be one of the big parts of my life. And I really hope, you know, I've, I've, I've shied away until now from really making it clear that I would love to see it manifest in the way that Alex and Allison have a holy book based on this crazy tool unfolding that seems to have touched our lives in metacosmical manners. And I'm just making up words. I really am. I hope I'm humble enough. I hope I'm enough of a mensch. I hope that it's like something that works for them and that it's like, yes, this is a good idea. This is going to help. This is a very good thing. This could bring, and then there's another art church. I already know that we could have be getting started. He was on Miguel Connor's show. And then there's, I, I swear we should have seven. We should have seven visionary art churches across the world. You could start to pilgrim and make meccas to them. I really believe this is something that we as adults in the upward spiral, the free community, the people who are living in the organic timeline, I believe we will have, or we could have, it would be very nice. And I think of rock if we had seven visionary art churches. So I think we should do that. And I think that should be a thing that can happen. It'd be excellent. You could like take pilgrimages and like one of them is like Balinese art or something. One's in like whatever happens in Australia or God bless them. I don't even know. But like, I'm serious, like all over the world. And then of course, New York, Wappingers Falls happens to be the first. 
causing this, obviously. And definitely like making sure that the land there eventually gets like taken care of all around that areas and all the areas where the archers are that we professionally move to make sure that everything is taken care of in the surrounding areas and really uh, permaculture up and get the heartbeat and the pulse and the vibes. Like we're talking about even like, I mean, like this is next level sacred geometry, but like building like crystal facets into the ground and altering the, the purity of the water, all for the positive, all for the organic, natural permaculture best. But like also for free energy initiatives as well. Uh, I mean, like we're talking like, you know, healing, like maximal use of like, you know, plants, no waste, but also no want. And I mean, like, this is just, I mean, we all say we want these things. Well, then like fucking do it. You know, and the Holy Gift is a, is a really great rallying cry for just the general positive. It's such a miracle that it exists. It's very existence is a miracle. And it's the same mir miracle and mysterious energy that we need to work with no matter what our faith, no matter what we look like, no matter how tall, how fat, how super fly you are or not, you know, um, we're all doing our best. But if you're, if you're on the white lodge upward spiral team type of thing, if you will, I'm sorry that I don't have better words right now, doing the best I can for all the time we've had tonight. Um, you're, you're, you're okay. You're one, you're, you know, what I'm trying to say by that is that that's like that's already winning in a way that's what i'm trying to say like so many people out there are never just going to think for themselves they're never going to question i mean just keep doing the best you can because i truly believe that like if you revisit this and then like once i finally find the right few people as a libra to work with to make this really turn into a book that people can read and be like it's tactile and some pages might have the fuzzy like i mean like dude i mean like if you're gonna do a thing you're gonna do a thing it's going to be like, like, and there's like certain editions that might even have like thin stained glass. Like I'm, I'm telling you just, there's so many beautiful things that can happen. And I consider myself apparently in this moment, I'm like, I suppose slap my wrist, but it may be appropriate to call me a visionary. And if I can be a visionary and it can be made manifest here, I want to help others do the same thing because I know that to me, nothing else really nourishes my soul as much as having that, what great, you know, the gospel of Thomas says that which is within you, bring it out and it will heal you and others, God willing, uh, God is willing, whatever. And, uh, or if you keep it in you, it's going to fuck your shit up is what it said. That's the Cliff's notes. But it's basically like, it's like, homie, be yourself, know thyself and do thyself. <laughs> Something like that. <laughs> the last week, can work on that, stick the landing. But, um, you know, the idea is that we all have this capacity. And I think that since we're the adults of this world, we can choose who we are in our personalities and how we be. Uh, I really feel like this material before us is something that can like help us make the best choices. And that's what I'm saying. Like, it doesn't matter how bad, tall, whatever, that's what I was getting at. Like anyone can do this as long as your will is like of that, you know, my will is to be on stage, loving it, making people amazed, astonished and empowered. Uh, really fun songs. It doesn't mean everything I'm going to do is like super cushy always. There's going to be some songs that are going to be like, guys, just going with the vibes. <laughs> guys, some stuff out there is just really good. And I'm an artist and I'm going to play what I can feel. But um, long story short, you know, that's like where it's at. And I, I think I've done a good job encapsulating a lot of this and also like who I am these in, in 2022. And uh, how grateful I am that our paths crossed and how epic it was. Like, it was like a fucking, you and me, man, I felt like we were having like a Quentin Tarantino movie, like going on. I don't, does that, any, any, any vibes for you on that one? 
Oh yeah, absolutely, man. Well, I mean, it was kind of like a whole week for me there and uh, other adventures, of course, later in Utah and so forth. And- absolutely. Yeah, the whole thing was great. Like, like, fucking that statue in the middle of the uh, the the way didn't hurt the view mm. at all. That was it was a lovely naked woman in the middle. Yeah, no, but just like certain scenes, like when we were walking in the marketplace and like looking at each other, it's like felt very ten- like those specific scenes to me felt very Tarantino esque. Like the specific, like uh, walking through the market there, more like, anyways, the guy calls over. I don't know. It's just there was there was there was a certain aspect for for me about that specifically that the Mexican pyramid wasn't so very Quentin Tarantino. <laughs> yeah, as- no, definitely different shades of the trip, no doubt. You know what, though? One nice thing before we wrap is uh, those yellow cactus flowers. How about those? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Not the cactus flowers, man. Um, Fuck yeah. And the uh, roses, too, if I remember correctly, whatever that was. Uh, the huge bush of plants. Oh, the, the huge-ass bush, too. Yeah, 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 yeah. I forget what they're called. You had a good name for them. You were the one who had the name. Yeah, no, like I said, I can't recall off the top of my same, head. But yeah, it was definitely an amazing place. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, quite a journey no doubt and then uh, like to wrap up here there was like one last point i wanted to get into uh obviously you know you uh you hear a lot about like predictive programming and so forth in popular culture uh but i mean i've interviewed a few artists and spoken to a few other people over the years about this i mean no one con- scopes at the concept of the muses directing uh artistic progressions and so forth and the collaboration that kind of goes into this and some inspired projects i mean you know we sort of got about we uh, kind of hinted at this a little bit with tool and the recording of Latarellius, I mean, possibly the synthesizer being inhabited by some kind of entity yeah. to that effect. I mean, is this something that we should be looking at when we're talking about predictive programming? Maybe it's not some kind of elite cabal that's, uh, you know, that's putting some of these messages in, but it's some kind of other signaling things via Twilight and memetics and so forth. Yeah, see, well, memetics are like super advanced language. It's like, it's like geome- hyper geometrical languages and stuff, right? Like, it's just really more advanced fractals and like Mandelbrot's. Am I, do you understand what I mean by that? Yeah, I think you're what you're saying. I mean, that's how I could comprehend it for my human. That's how I can put it into words right now. Anyways, I, I see that as a thing. Uh, but yeah, so what's the question essentially? I'm sorry, please. Well, I mean, do you see, you know, obviously a lot of people will try to argue that there's a lot of symbolism in oh. you know, films and music and so forth that are put in as kind of predictive programming by the elite. But I mean, is it possible that this is more done by the muses, by something other, that they're kind of using that as a way of signaling rather than some kind of elite cabal? All right. So I should have been doing this more throughout the interview, but before I answer, what do you think? I definitely think, I mean, it's a possibility. I mean, I do think that, I mean, you know, uh, based on a lot of experiences that people describe to me, and I mean, certain, you know, in my case, and some of the projects that I've worked on, I mean, I did kind of feel like that there was, uh, I don't know, a guiding factor behind what I was doing, you know, to try to get something out or something to that effect. So, yeah, I mean, I do think that, uh, you know, this is something that goes on maybe more so than people give it credit for. Uh, but I mean, I do think, uh, well, you know, I mean, let's just say like in the case of like 9-11, you know, I mean, there was that kind of, uh, you know, instance of several albums where the artwork, I mean, kind of seemed to uh, indicate uh, the 9-11 incident. I mean, I'm thinking of the Wilco album, the Yankee Hotel Foxtrot one. Yep. I think Dream Theater kind of had something like that, too. Yeah, yeah. Uh, um, 
the uh the sandy hook thing in batman too for down the line yeah 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 so i mean you know obviously a lot of people want to say that this was just you know a reference by an elite cabal but i mean i have sort of wondered well i mean is this like what's going on or i mean is yeah that- doesn't it feel silly doesn't it feel silly it's like oh they're messaging they're messaging i'm like do they not have fucking phones <laughs> i'm sorry did i miss something do you guys really you guys like infants drooling and playing with your feces no i'm sorry wow oh little uh little uh little uh mr saturn in me expecting more uh just came out there please excuse me that was me wanting people that was me that was dark that was me wanting people to do better and being frustrated that i see people still messing around with certain things that I've, I've, I have no right to tell anyone. I'm sorry. That was, excuse me. <laughs> I mean, it's a fascinating, like another one I would kind of point out would be the, uh, the Illuminatus like card game that Steven Jackson games came out. Dude, with. that's not a trip. Cause you know, he's well, like, it's fascinating because it was inspired by the Illuminatus trilogy. Well, so he put out the discord. He put out the Principia Discordia. Yeah. Yeah. It's like a Discordian thing, which is what a lot of people don't realize. I mean, it started as like a tribute to the Illuminatus trilogy. And I mean, there's like that whole Discordian component in it so yeah 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 uh but i mean yeah you want me to flip to a page do you want me to bibliomancy quickly please oh go for it man all right so we're holding up the principia discordia by steve jackson games so the audience uh and we flipped open to the following so all right at first the things brought forth by eris were in a state of chaos and went in every which way but by the but by the by, she began playing with them and ordered some of them just to see what would happen. Some pretty things arose from this play, and for the next five zillion years, she amused herself by creating order. And so she grouped some things with others, and some groups with others, and big groups with little groups, in all combinations, until she had many grand schemes, which delighted her. There. We've just figured everything out. We're okay now. <laughs> Sorry, uh, please. So the Illuminatus card game is a um, on the Aeon Byte Discord. It's one of our emojis. Is uh, the nine eleven card from that? Oh, that's fascinating. But I mean, yeah, it's been held up as so much. You know, as like predictive programming for nine eleven and a lot of these other events, which I just think is like uh, fascinating, giving its roots and discordianism so i mean i don't know my kind of interpretation of that more so than it being some kind of elaborate like cia plot or something is it's uh more likely eris is just having a bit of fun with all of this art gone crazy pardon me art gone crazy yeah 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 something well you know um so i mean Adam Curtis had that documentary that featured some of the Discordians, right? Can't get you out of my head. Mm-hmm. So there was that, but also, um, damn, if I can remember, I just had another good thought. But oh, Jeremy Packer, uh, the guy who did the Aqua Teen Hunger Force, um, Light Bright in Boston, New Year's. Do you remember that? No, not off the top of my head. So, like, this is a guy who put these light brights up with the Moonanites from uh, Aqua Teen Hunger Force on Adult Swim. And he put up Moonanite light brights all over Boston on New Year's Eve. And apparently, uh, allegedly, it was hailed as like a terror attack or something, or like they called it the bomb threat thing on it. 
So this guy's name is Jeremy Packer, and he's just a really interesting dude, but he makes me think a lot about like that blending between like Banksy and Massive Attack and, you know, Adam Curtis and Discordianism. And, you know, is it is it is it reality as a conspiracy or is it interdimensionals working through uh, the different human analogs, which are part of their soul group or their uh, their geometry relative frequency? uh approximate you know usability and i think that's a large part of the story i think that um we should you know again try to if we have any power to choose our attitudes to be good attitudes ultimately um and that entails all the things that the holy gift tries to teach you about and i absolutely believe that there's a hidden hand moving my life and other lives in in some sense all of our lives I absolutely to directly address what you're saying, believe that I have been absolutely command, commandeered uh, that my life is here as part of the greater interworking of the game. I'm here to evolve. I am on side of Team Evolver, and I am a mover and shaker on on Team Evolver. I have such uh, I don't know how I just believe so much in my 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 being, but I I know who I am, and that's what Gnosis can really provide is the power of that center in the self. And I, uh, you know, I fucking love that we met, man. <laughs> Had a great time. And I love, we're like, we're like all buddying up. And then it's like, and then like a couple of minutes later and you're like, oh, and you know who I am. I'm like, wait, you're a recluse. And you're like, I'm like, oh, what the fuck? Sitting there like five, five years later. Anyways. So yeah, um, I think that the interdimensional forces put people together and, uh, you know, even uh you know it was really weird how i met alex it was just completely genuinely strange how i sang those radio hair lyrics at the um, bonnaroo 2006 uh both times lsd was involved yay and um i was just really incredified by just like how special it was like some dude walks up to me you want this you want this you want to go meet alex i'm like i this is hap this is hap this is happening okay so yeah i do believe that we are guided and i think sometimes we think that we're making up our own minds and um you know god bless you know just try to have a good attitude try to have a positive you know not all the time you know it's like sometimes you just gotta be gentle with yourself because shit you know you just don't fucking know i mean you can have gnosis about your own experience too and no matter what you know is ultimately driving a plot like own your responsibility and have a sense of humor too it's kind of part of it that's uh to be a part of the whole is to be able to laugh if you can laugh you can be part of the whole i think there's something there oh yeah your humor is uh, often overlooked but it's a, a big part of a lot of things all right man it's uh, been an interesting chat and i hope you guys have enjoyed it as much as we have over here and there's no, i got naked <laughs> I mean, frankly i was like feeling it all sweaty it's kind of like a little i mean like I'm, we're all glad that it's audio only <laughs> <laughs> okay man i thought i thought i'd add some throw some some fucking wyrd on the end <laughs> spank, spank it with some weird shit yeah cool man thank you for having me um i appreciate it i hope i'm not stepping over your your outro here i'll let you finish oh no I you're fine, to, man. You're right. i had to i'd rather kanye the mic than will smith the chris rock yeah, no, I appreciate that, man. <laughs>
Well, I, as always, I thank you guys for your support. And on that note, good night and good luck to you all.